Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm. Oh, welcome. Taste and caffeine sensation. Here on this Monday morning, March 30th. So, um, nearly done with the first quarter of 2020. I think I need to stop saying things like that this is going to be a great new year. <laughs> I've seen several people mention that, saying, remember how we said 2020 was going to be the year that we took back our lives and things we're looking at? <laughs> it's like, well, it sure has started out with a whimper. <laughs> ah, it's not so bad. It really isn't, but it's, um, you know, Interesting, interesting doing this. You know, everybody's, um, the, the novelty has certainly worn off and people are just sort of in for the grind now. Here in New Mexico, we've got at least two more weeks of stay at home. Uh, April 10th is our date right now. And we'll see if that, I think everyone's just hoping it doesn't get extended. But we also are hoping that the COVID-19 doesn't get worse here. We're in one of the better places to be, so there's that. I was on a couple of conference calls this weekend, mostly on Cephwa business. And it's funny because we all start out talking about, okay, so what's it like where you are? (laughs) Um, Some of the... uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but the most amazing part of this is being involved in something that is a worldwide problem and having the internet connecting us. There are all of these people who are staying at home and especially the, the performers, you know, can't do their jobs, the live performers. So they're bored and they're coming up with, just the best stuff. I saw this um, <laughs> Jack Black doing this absurd dance in cowboy boots, tight shorts, way too tight shorts, Jack, and a cowboy hat, <laughs> clearly in his backyard. Um, and I think I've mentioned that, and if I haven't, I should have, that um, Jennifer Ely has been quarantined in her London home and for those of you who don't know Jennifer Ely, I mean, she's a, a brilliant actress, um, and she was in Zero Dark Thirty. I thought she did an amazing job. But she also played Elizabeth Bennet in the um, BBC miniseries of Pride and Prejudice, um, opposite Colin Firth. And Jennifer Ely has been doing live readings of Pride and Prejudice in her British accent. Every once in a while she forgets and starts in her American accent because she is American, but that she remembers and switches to her just lovely British accent. And she posts them daily to Instagram Live, and it is remarkable, uh, especially because her pets, Violet the dog, often comes in, licks Jennifer's face as she's reading and Jennifer pauses occasionally over words she doesn't know and these are things that you don't normally get from um, you know more polished media 
Chris Mann, whose name I kind of recognize. Maybe he's an up-and-coming actor, but he did a um, parody of Adele's Hello and <laughs> with the, himself inside his house saying hello from the inside. <laughs> I'll put links to all of these things. Um, Jennifer started out doing them on Instagram Live and then she started putting them on Instagram TV, but I understand that you can get the early chapters like on Facebook or YouTube. Somebody captured them because, you know, Instagram Live doesn't, you know, only last like 24 hours. I saw them from the beginning, so I was very fortunate that way because I saw somebody tweet about it. That's when you know that you're in the right tribe when you catch a tweet from someone who points you to the thing that is exactly your jam. Um, oh, but anyway, Chris Mann's video is just fantastic, too, and funny. I saw something early on. I don't know, early on. Time has really taken on a strange um, flow. I've, many people have mentioned this. That we, you know, It's like a, I, I have seen one meme going around saying I've lived through four decades, um, the 90s. Well, it must have been the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Oh, no, it's okay, I was right the first time. This is why I get for doing this off the cuff. The 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and March. <laughs> um, David commented that he's forgetting what day it is, which I think is funny because he should know by my schedule. I'm still keeping to my usual schedule. Um, but, you know, I have been working from home for a really long time now. I've been working from home for, well, more than 10 years, probably something like 15 years um, for my old day job for environmental consulting and then as a writer. And I have have long since adopted a very regular schedule um, defining my weekdays from my weekends and my work time from my leisure time. And I know that's not true for, for everybody. But so sometime <laughs> early on in the crisis, which might mean like two weeks ago, there is that sense too that this has been going on for a very long time. David and I feel like we've been doing it longer than most since we really stopped um we started our social distancing early in March. I just picked something out of my hair, and I don't know what that was. <laughs> Should I be disconcerted? It looks like chocolate, actually, which is probably damning. I did not sleep in chocolate, you guys. Must have, like, swung my hair through it or something. My hair, which is clean, I want to point out. So, oh, so... I saw something about where the Italians were saying that, or some person, some Italian person said that they could tell that the Americans weren't taking this virus seriously because of all the internet jokes and memes. And it struck me then and made me think right away of something that David's dad would always say. And David's dad was... Um, in the in World War II, um, serving on one of the uh, the ships in the South Pacific, and he he was an 
he had grown up in an orphanage in Nebraska. And so he went and joined the Marines when he was like 16. You know, did that whole lie about his age thing. They apparently, that was very easy to do then, apparently. Um, but he had said that one thing about meeting people from other parts of the world during World War II was that they had said that they could always tell who the Americans were because the Americans were always laughing and smiling and and making jokes. And I think that's that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that thing from the Italian. It's like, well, yes, we certainly have people who are not taking this seriously, who are crying hoax. Um, even more terrible, there was like a think piece on how if pastors or religious leaders refuse to continue to not open their churches, then they run the risk of being seen as prioritizing temporal earthly life over eternal life. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's just not even go down that path, people. Yeah, I, I, my, my mind's starting to go down that path, and I'm reeling it back. I don't even want to start in on that rant. Um, but... <laughs> I've totally lost my train of thought. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> I feel so much better watching Jennifer Ely get distracted and stumbled. It's like, oh, it's not just me. Not just me. It's me and Jennifer Ely. Well, so anyway, I think that that's a significant thing about Americans is that we do make fun of everything. We, we make jokes about stuff. Um, and usually the... The grimmer it is, the the more we laugh about it, and it's a it's definitely a kind of venting. It, and I'm not sure, you know, why that is. If it's because, you know, like a lot of the people who ended up in the U.S. were the people who had the optimism and, you know, kind of the ability to give the big middle finger to dire circumstances and go through great trials to get to a better place. <clears throat> it makes me think, though, about some of the stuff I've read, how, um, you know, like other countries import romance novels from America at tremendous amounts because their homegrown novelists are not good at writing romance because it's difficult for them to be that optimistic. It's a very interesting cultural thing. And then the final point to that is that uh, when David and I were in Ireland and walking around Dublin with Assistant Kareem, who is from Netherlands, and we commented on how people didn't smile. We were both disconcerted by the fact that people didn't smile, and Kareem said, nobody in Europe smiles. <laughs> She's like, that's, I don't, I don't remember exactly what she said. Like, it's asking for trouble. You know, if you smile at people, then they think that you're, uh, I don't know, questionable character. So anyway, here we are making jokes, um, and I think that's uh, I think that's okay. So on Friday, I did the long interview with Jennifer Eastep. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm probably going to keep doing these longer weekly interviews. My mom said that it was um, too quiet for her to hear, but I haven't heard complaints from anyone else. And when I listened, I could hear it fine. Um, I'm thinking we need to get her some headphones or something so she can hear stuff on her laptop. Or if maybe you tried listening to it on your phone, Mom. But it did record at low levels for some reason, so I'm going to have to experiment with that. I'm not 
sure what it was. Because when I interviewed Tana Fenske, there was no problem. I think it was, it may have been Jennifer's mic, because we had a little bit of trouble initially getting her to come through, where I had zero problems with Tana. Anyway, it's a work in progress, but let me know what you thought of the sound quality. This Thursday, we will have the lovely Ilana Meyer, um, gorgeous fantasy writer, both her books and her person, personality, lovely person. So that'll be fun. And let's see. So where am I on Promised Queen? This is the question of the woman. I am slowing down. Um... But I'm still making progress. I just didn't get as many words last week. Let's see. I know I'm past 90,000. But we'll see. I can bring this up on my phone. Theoretically. This weekend I did get a lot of royalties crunched yesterday and got some business done. So that was good. Here we are. Oh, I'm at 92,000, just past 92,000 words. Uh, but last week, overall, it was a lower week. Although that's not by much. I got just shy of 14,000 words overall last week. Some of that included that essay that I did for Fantasy Cafe, which the gal really liked. So it'll be cool to see that go up. But yeah, I am just shy of 60,000 words for March, which is the highest um, word count month that I've had since August of 2018. So I, and I really feel like this is due, <coughs> sorry to keep evangelizing, to changing around what I look at in the morning. Sorry, my allergies are still going full bore. But the great thing is, is that, you know, like the, Flowers are blooming. I saw some beautiful red tulips yesterday. And the what happens here with our cactus is in the winter, they sort of sag and they get very, very flat and they just look limp on the ground like the big paddle cactus. And now they're starting to lift um, and perk up. It's largely a response to heat. It's very cool. And so, and the birds are singing. Uh, spring is coming. Daffodils are blooming. I would be sitting outside, but it's a little bit foggy this morning, which made for a lovely sunrise. I'll add that photo. Um, yeah, great to have the birdies singing and the, the world coming to life, even as we feel like we are kind of closed in. So, so yeah, inevitably I slow down as I approach the end of a book. I figure I have about 18,000 words to go or so. I might I might finish the draft this week. It depends. Um, one, I mentioned this before that I leave the ending kind of loose. I don't try to get the ending as tight as I would um, other parts of the book because I know that I'm probably going to change a few things around when I go back and revise. So... It's, it's possible I'll finish the draft by the end of this week because if I get 15,000 this week, that puts me around 107,000. Yeah, 
So it's just right now I'm layering in a lot of reveals and discovering a lot of reveals. <coughs> so it's uh, at least, I guess, a bright side of the COVID-19 thing is that I am, I have this whole week to write. Um, in the before time, originally on Thursday, I was supposed to leave for uh, the Jack Williamson lecture down in Portales, New Mexico. It was going to be very fun. I was going to ride down with Emily Ma and Rebecca Roanhorse. We are going to do a road trip down there. And then I was going to stay with my buddy Dorinda Jones. And then we were going to leave from there. David was going to come down and get me. And we were going to go on to Tucson and see my mom and stepdad Dave and the family. It's my nephew's birthday next week. And we're not doing any of those things. I guess I'll just stay home and finish my book. <laughs> when people talk about, well, you know, at least quarantine's good for staying in and being creative. I, this could be the thing that they're talking about. I've not worked on that dress. And I probably should get it out and work on it. Um, it's knowing that I don't get to wear it has sort of put a damper on my ambition to work on it. <coughs> but overall, you know, my, my disappointments are minor compared to many people's and to what many people are struggling with. So I'm trying to keep it in perspective. I did take the day off on Saturday, which was nice. I was feeling like I was needing to do laundry and clean the house. I'd had that on my list to do for Saturday. And I did uh, do my yoga class. I did my kick my ass yoga class on Saturday morning. And that was good. Um, not as kick my ass as usual, probably because I wasn't in the class and it's shorter and I was able to screw off more. <laughs> uh, alas, my discipline. Um, but it was still good to do it. And I thought, okay, well, when I was done with the yoga class that I was going to, you know, get the laundry sorted and start cleaning the house and do all those things. And I just decided, eh, I didn't want to. So I just sat red for a while, which was lovely. And then I said to David, let's, I was, I was feeling blue. I was feeling blue on Saturday and feeling like I needed some kind of treat. So we went and got takeout from Rio Chama, one of our favorite restaurants. I got the nachos from them. And I even bought some Red Stripe beer. I haven't drunk beer in a really long time. But I was jonesing for the Caribbean, really feeling like I wanted the beach. So we got the, and it was terrible weather. <laughs> Just so, so cold and rainy. And it was like a real feel of, the the feel never got above like 40 degrees all day Saturday. So it was, we and we were socked in and dark. So we went and got the takeout. And it was funny because the parking lot at, there's this little Santa Fe. There's like difficult parking and behind Rio Chama, there's this little lot. That's a semi secret lot. Not everybody knows it's there, um, but it's still largely full. I can usually find a place there, but sometimes, sometimes not, but there's always cars in it and it was empty. I mean, it's so funny to see everything be empty. 
But they brought out the food and it was delicious. And so I ate nachos and drank beer and we watched Thor Ragnarok, which maybe wasn't the best choice, but it was still for the end of the world. Yeah. It was still good. And I watched some other movies that afternoon because we've gotten Disney Plus now. I've sort of been, it's funny because they've got all the um, old ones from the vault in Disney Plus. And I watched the Aristocrats, Aristocats, which was um, fun, but also kind of boring. I was like, oh, this lacks some of the charm that it did back in the day. And it was funny because I watched it all the way through because I really wanted to see the scene where they shared the pot of spaghetti and ended up sucking on the same noodle. And it never happened. And I was like, well, what what happened to that scene? And then, yeah, you guys are all like, Jeffy. Yeah, it was like, that. oh, that was Lady and the Tramp, wasn't it? But um, it made me realize how very, very similar the Aristocats and Lady and the Tramp are. I never realized that in my childhood but they are essentially the same movie with them, um, just ones with dogs instead of cats. But I might have to, like, watch Lady and the Tramp and fast forward to the spaghetti scene just to satisfy that desire. So, so that was good. And then I got, it was nice to just have a whole day to screw around, and I enjoyed doing that. And then... Um, Yesterday, I, I did get the house clean and the laundry done and my business handled. So now I'm ready to get to work today. Work, 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 work. And I do believe that I did correspond with Sarah. And uh, we're going to, do I still get to call it the new shiny? New shiny going out on submission. So cross your fingers, think good thoughts. Think everybody's really bored and they want to read this cool new thing. <laughs> so I will um, talk to you all tomorrow on Tuesday. Hope you all are uh, wherever you are sequestered, that you are um, finding finding out interesting things about yourself and life and finding things to enjoy. First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you can find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And you all take care. Okay, bye-bye.